Have your Bible turned to the book of Revelation, please. Revelation chapter 22. Revelation chapter 22. I welcome you in the name of the Lord Jesus. Hey, how many of you know that old song, Through It All? You know that old song, Through It All? I want to share with you today a message God's placed on my heart, Through It All. You know what? It's insane to complain. How many of y'all been complaining lately? Come on, tell me the truth. Come on, tell me the truth. One, two honest people in the house of God today. I'll tell you what, it's sure easy to complain. But you know what, beloved? It's insane to complain. It's insane to complain. Let's say that together. It's insane to complain. Look at your neighbor and say, neighbor, it's insane to complain. You know why? Because God has blessed us beyond measure. By the way, I love this song, Through It All. Yes, we sang this song, Get My Dad's Home Going. It's got a special meaning to me, and I know it's got a special meaning to you. In fact, when I sing this song, I think about our dear friends down in Guyana, South America. Sister Marie Keynes may be tuning in right now. She does from occasionally. If she is, God bless you. Hello, we love you and Pastor Keynes. But I love to hear her sing that song, and she sung it here before, and here's the way she sings it. It sounds like she's saying, True it all, because of her Guyanese accent. True it all. I've learned to trust in Jesus. I've learned to trust in God. True it all. And yes, it's indeed true. You know what? I really, I really, really, really like the last stanza of this song. Do you know the last stanza of this song? It goes something like this. I thank God for the mountains. I thank God for the valleys. I thank God for the storms. He's carried me through. For if I'd never had a problem, I wouldn't know that he could solve them. And I would not know what faith in God can do. Through it all, I've learned to trust in Jesus. I've learned to trust in God. Through it all, I've learned to depend upon his word. Did you hear that last stanza? I thank him for the mountains. I, I can't get a witness this morning, so I brought my witness with me, okay? I thank him for the mountains. Amen. I thank him for the valleys. Amen. I thank him for the storms. He's carried me through. We could stop right there, give an invitation, and we ought to all hit the altar. He's carried us through a lot of storms. I thank him for carrying us through the storms. Look back on your life right now and see how many storms. I thank him for the storms. He's carried me through. And then I love this next part. For if it wasn't, for if I had no problems, I wouldn't know that he could solve them. And I wouldn't know what faith in God can do. Man, that'll preach right there. Oh, praise the Lord. Through it all, I've learned to trust in Jesus. I've learned to trust in God. Through it all, yes, through it all, I've learned 
to depend upon his word. Amen, church? I want to tell you something. There's some more storms for us to go through too. We can determine today, through it all, Lord, what's going on in America? Through it all, Lord, I've learned to trust in Jesus. I've learned to trust in God. By the way, 2020 has been a very challenging and most difficult time for many people. How many of y'all have had challenges in 2020? Let me see your hand. A number of people have had challenges in 2020. And yet, through it all, we've learned to trust in Jesus. I can't get y'all to talk to me today. Y'all just seem to just kind of be spectators. Y'all don't want to talk. I understand. I understand. It's all right. It's all right. Through it all. <laughs> oh, yes. I've learned to trust in Jesus. I've learned to trust in God, things we cannot control. And by the way, do you know what people are doing today? They're spending $75 an hour to guess what to do? To hug their cow. Have you hugged your cow lately? I'm serious. This is a fad that's moving across the world. It's called cow hugging, not tree hugging. Have you hugged your cow lately? I'm as serious as I can be. Do you know what? Do you know what? Why people are hugging cows? Paying $75 an hour. It helps lower that stress level. I'm looking at a crowd today. Y'all better find a cow real quick, all right, and hug a cow. <laughs> Moo. You know, the cow. Hey, why are people hugging cows? Can I tell you why? Because a cow's temperature is higher than the normal person's temperature. And not only that, but a cow's heart rate is slower than a human heart rate. Therefore, people have a sense of therapy when they hug a cow. In actuality, from a medical perspective, it helps the serotonin level as well as dopamine. Have you heard that? Hugging a cow. I've learned to trust in Jesus. I'll tell you what, I don't think I'm going to hug a cow, but I'm going to hug Jesus. Amen. I need somebody to talk to me there. I'm going to hug Jesus. Yes, and you can hug up to the Holy Ghost of God today. Some of us need to get with the Lord today. We do. Through it all, I've learned to trust in Jesus. I've learned to trust in God. We're looking now today at Revelation 22. Stand, please. I want to read just a couple of verses in this text. We're progressing through this great study of this last book of the Bible. And for the sake today, can I just today uh, ex extract one or two verses from the text, not doing injustice, but simply just sharing some thoughts as we prepare for Thanksgiving around our family and friends and most importantly, our living God. Here in the book of Revelation, we have been studying last week, we looked at verses number three and prior to that, verses one and two. We're going to come today to verse four and five and six. And so let me just pick up in chapter 22, verse 1. He showed me a pure river of life, clear as crystal, proceeding out of the throne of God and of the Lamb, and in the midst of the street of it on either side of the river was there the tree of life, 
which bear twelve manner of fruits, yielding your fruit every month, and the leaves of the tree were for the healing of nations. And there shall be no more curse, but the throne of God and the Lamb shall be in it, and His servants shall serve Him. We uh, really dwelt on that aspect last week. His servants shall serve Him. Now please pay attention to verse 4. And they shall see His face. Do you know what? I just want to camp there just for a brief second. Do you realize what that's going to be when you see the face of Jesus? Oh, my. I, I, I almost feel like dropping my Bible right now and falling on my face right now. Do you know what that's going to be like when you see the face of Jesus? Can you imagine this side of heaven, what that's going to be like? Oh, I can't even fathom the incomprehensible to see the face of our Lord. And yet, that's what John's saying, we shall see his face. Hallelujah. That's why I can say through it all, and his name shall be upon their foreheads, and they shall be, there shall be no more night there. And they need no candle, neither light of the sun, for the Lord God giveth them light, and they shall reign. How long? Forever. And how long? Forever and ever. Man, I tell you what, if you needed a blessing today, you just read that, you can just go away rejoicing right now. Say, thank God. It's been good to read the Word of God today. By the way, look at verse 6. I've only got, you've got 168 hours every week, and I get about an hour of your time every week, maybe two hours, 168, to give you truth. And man, that's just assuming maybe you're doing your devotion every day. I hope you are. We've got a website. You can go to our devotion and add to your own devotion. One hour out of 168 hours to come to worship the Lord. So I praise the Lord for you being here. Yet I, I consider it a great privilege what little bit of time I've got to share with you God's Word. And now verse 6, And he said unto me, These things, these sayings rather are faithful and true. And the Lord God of the holy prophets sent his angels to show unto the servants the things which must shortly be done. Father, we can all look back on our life and me personally and see through it all. You have brought us through. Hallelujah. Grace has brought us, saved us far, and grace is going to lead us home. I pray in the name of Jesus, Father, you'll accomplish your will in these brief minutes, this side of eternity in our heart, that your word would explode in our mind and seize our emotions and conquer our will for your glory. And we thank you in Jesus' name. Souls will be saved, lives will be changed. You'll be glorified, Jesus' mighty name. We ask you to cleanse us, fill us afresh. Help us, dear Lord. In the midst of this time in which we're going through, to not be sidetracked but to break free from complaining. And I pray that for me, Lord, that you'll cleanse me from the times I've complained. And God, you'll put joy in our hearts today. And we'll thank you for it, because it's about you. Hallelujah. Thank you for your great love and victory. Now, Lord, you know those that are depressed today. And I dare say, Father, there's a lot of people right here that are very, very depressed, very down, very discouraged. 
And God, I'm nothing, can do nothing. So Lord, I pray if you don't do anything, it's all in vain. But Lord, we trust you to do what you alone can do. And we thank you for it. In Jesus' name, amen, amen, and amen. You may be seated. Let's look today at this thought through it all. Two parts. One, why should we be thankful through it all? And two, why not be thankful? Number one, why should we be thankful? And then number two, why should we not be thankful? And let me just say this. I can tell you today that as I thought about this this week, I said, Lord, I'm going to be thankful because, one, I'm on my way to heaven. How many of y'all on your way to heaven? Let me see your hand. You know what? If you can't think of anything else to be thankful for, you can thank God you're going to heaven. Now, if you're not going to heaven, you can't thank God. But if you are going to heaven, you ought to really, you ought to really stop and think, Lord, I, 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 I could be, instead of thankful, I could be frightful because I wouldn't be going to a place where there's no more sin and no more sickness. But, oh, yes, we can be thankful. Notice what John said. They shall, look at this, see his face and his name shall be in their forehead you know back there in the book of exodus and god passed by moses he hit him in the cleft of the rock he said no man can see my face and live yet he saw the backside of our lord have you seen the lord jesus lately you can look at his dear face as we look in his word yes through it all through it all we've learned to trust in jesus i stood there at the graveside this week on wednesday one of our dear ladies, Nelda Stiles, passed away, 78 years old. Yes, 78 years old. And as I stood there, about 40 or 50 of her family members were there at the graveside as we celebrated her life together. I was recalling the times that she and I talked at the back of the door and the times she shared with me about her burden for her family, how she was concerned. How many of y'all today are going to be able to spend some time with your family this week? Let me see your hand. It may not be Thursday, but it might be someday. I'm not talking about 50. I'm talking about however many you can. Uh, how many of y'all are with us today? Let me see your hand. Are y'all with us today? All right, those of you that didn't raise your hand, y'all get with us, all right? Look at your neighbor and say, neighbor, get with it, all right? And <laughs> get with it, neighbor. Hey, look, as I said and prayed earlier, I know many people are depressed today, very down, very discouraged. There's nothing I can say to encourage you. I know that. I'm looking at faces. I understand what you're going through. I understand what I'm feeling. I understand what we're all feeling. But look, if the Holy Ghost of God doesn't encourage you, I sure can't. I mean, I realize my inadequacy and insufficiency to say anything today. I thank you for coming, but I'm telling you today, some of us need some breakthroughs, don't we? I'll be honest with you. Man, I've complained and complained and complained to the point where God said, son, stop complaining. <laughs> I came to be honest with you today, and I'll tell you, we can play church if we want to, but a lot of us are negative, 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 negative. Through it all, are you going to break out of that shell today? Are you going to overcome that? Are you going to let the devil rob you of joy unspeakable full of glory? Hey, look, we can smile and put on our best clothes and come to church, uh, but the truth of the matter is, is, is the Lord really helping us through these days to be real and stop playing religiosity 
And, and, and when we leave church, we get in the same old mode of negativism and criticism and, and we get back to that old mud hole of, of, and we wonder why God is not really using us in a more and a mightily way. But through it all, oh God, help me, help us today to rejoice in you. I shared at Nelda's home-going service how that she put her faith in Jesus Christ and I don't know about you, but God has called us for such a time as this. And so whatever you're feeling today, whatever you're experiencing today, know this, that the Lord said, I'm not going to leave you nor forsake you. Know this, that the Lord Jesus through Paul said, nothing should separate us from his love. Romans chapter 8 and verse 38 and 39, I'm persuaded neither death nor life nor angels nor principalities nor powers nor height nor depth nor any other created thing shall separate us from the love of God which is in Jesus Christ our Savior and Lord. And so, uh, if the Word of God doesn't move you, I can't move you. If the Word of God doesn't touch your heart, there's nothing I can say today that will move you. If you don't let the Word of God take root in your heart today by the Spirit of God, you're going to leave the same way you came in, or you're going to sit at the same way in your table in your house, down in the dumps, discouraged. Things aren't going your way. But oh, listen, through it all, Yes, through it all, we can thank God. We can praise the Lord. And I want to tell you something, beloved. It's uh, amazing what praising can do. And I don't know about you, but I believe I do know about you. If you and I don't make a choice to rejoice, we can choose to lose. And we can become losers. And I see a lot of Christians today. We're losing things we can't control. Why are we so sad? Uh, we ought to be shouting instead of pouting. See, I can't even get in and say amen because we know we're in that state. Instead of whining, we ought to be shining. Oh, yes, through it all, I've learned to trust in Jesus. I've learned to trust in God. Through it all, I've learned to depend upon his word. Thank you, Sister Eddie. We love you. God bless you. And so let's be encouraged. Let's be encouraged, all right? Thank you, Sister Eddie, for obeying the Holy Spirit of God. And, and so, uh, hey, look, I, I, we visited a home last Sunday, and we went down. I didn't know Sister Jada was going to do that, by the way. That wasn't planned, all right? <laughs> God knew it. Are y'all okay? Everybody okay today? Everybody okay today? You sure? You sure? You're positive. The question is, after we leave today, are we going to be okay? Are we going to be okay? Are you sure? When you go back to your house, are you going to be Okay. Are you? Well, let's, let's depend on the Lord today. I'm telling you what. And I don't know why the Lord, I hadn't planned to say this. I planned to just preach the message be done. But I just, I'm heavy hearted, beloved. Because I see a lot of people, of God's people, just, just heavy hearted. Just discouraged and down and defeated. And y'all know what I'm talking about, right? <laughs> yeah. So, if we could just grasp. What the Lord wants us to know today, I think it will change our attitude because our attitude controls our altitude, right? <laughs> yeah, an attitude of gratitude. So, now I know what's going to happen when I finish preaching the message. I go back to the end of the door. Somebody's going to come up and say, Pastor, you okay? I'm going to say, yeah, I'm all right. Are you okay? We need to be okay, amen? We need to encourage one another daily. Are you encouraging somebody today? Are you, are you praying for somebody today? 
You know, the devil wants to get us on an island by ourselves, and the enemy wants to wear us out with all this negative stuff and stuff not going on, and, and we just got to resist the enemy in the name of Jesus. So we went down to Jasper County. Speaking of uh, through it all, last Sunday night we were able to privilege as a church to carry down some blessings to a couple of families in our community from New Rocky Creek. We visited a home. My, it was in the boondocks. I mean, we were hey, way out in the woods, and thank you, Linda, for going, and others were with us as we went down to visit a home. And we finally made our way to our destination, and a lady opened the door said, Come on in. Uh, she, you just think you're going through trouble. She just had a liver transplant. Uh, you know, <laughs> So she, that's just a couple of months ago, and she said, yes, I'm having difficulty, and ask us to pray for her. I'll tell you, we can always look around and see somebody that's going through something more than we are. Through it all, I've learned to trust in Jesus. I've learned to trust in God. Now, for a moment, let me camp right here. Why should we not be thankful? Why should we be thankful? Now, you've got to make up your mind, I'm going to praise the Lord anyway. I'm going to bless the Lord anyway. By the way, you know those around us, uh, somebody's well said there are two kinds of people, those who have ulcers and those who give ulcers. Are you one of those kind of people that give ulcers? I mean, there's some people that you're around, if you're not down in the dumps, you will be after you're with them for about five minutes. Look at your neighbor and say, neighbor, you need to come out of this dump, all right? <laughs> you need to get out of this uh, mindset of being so negative. Negative Ned, negative uh, Nelda. I mean, no, excuse me, I didn't mean to use Nelda. But anyway, why are we so negative these days? I know that things aren't going our way. I know that, I know that maybe uh, some issues are, we're facing. But listen, beloved, last time I read it, I think the Lord Jesus came to give us life and give it more abundantly. Yeah, I, I think the Lord knows what's going on today. He knows what's going on with you. He knows what's going on with me. And he's saying, why aren't you with it? I've given you my spirit. I've given you my power. I've given you my word. I've given you my precious blood. And therefore, we have everything we need to face tomorrow and to go through it all. Now, that doesn't mean all the time we're going to uh, jump up and shout, but it means this. Deep down inside, there ought to be a deep abiding joy in the Lord. Rejoice in the Lord always. That's what Paul said. Now, not just rejoice when things are going our way, but rejoice in the Lord always. And again, I say rejoice. In everything, give thanks. For this is the will of God in Christ Jesus concerned. In everything, give thanks. Let's say that together. In everything, give thanks. Say it again. For this is the will of God. This is the will of God. This is the will of God. I'll be honest with you. When I start giving God thanks is when I get a breakthrough. Uh, I, like many, uh, are sitting and watching things transpire in our world. And uh, it's easy to get our eyes off Jesus and his goodness and his grace and his blessings and start looking at woe is me and start looking at our problems and start, uh, you know, feeling sorry for herself, and, and, and boy, I'll tell you, next thing you know, <laughs> I don't have an attitude of gratitude. And if we're not careful, we can grieve the Holy Spirit. That's what I'm real concerned about. Times I grieve the Holy Spirit. Grieve not the Holy Spirit of God. That's Ephesians 4.30. Yes, yeah, sometimes we can offend the Holy Spirit. 
And so I'm praying today that God will uh, fill us today with faith, hope, and love. Faith, hope, and love. You say, but pastor, I'm just down. I know when you got news like Kathy, you got news. And, and if anybody needs to be down, certainly she ought to be down. Can I get a witness? Y'all aren't with me today. I, I, need, I, need, I need some help today. I need some help today. Kathy Meeks, right over here. Okay, she's right over here. She was just diagnosed with stage four kidney failure. Hello? She's fixing to go on dialysis. How, how many, Kathy will trade places with anybody in here. She'll trade places with you. Now, how many right now need to probably get on your knees and say, God, I'm sorry. <laughs> I've been blessed. God, you blessed me with health and with a good family. Come on, talk to me. Talk to me, church. Yeah, yeah, you know what I'm talking about. And so sometimes we have to be, you know, prodded and shaken a little bit. And reality, reality check, reality check. Through it all, through it all. Oh, God, help me to count my blessings. <laughs> you know what? Here's where I'm going in the message. Uh, and I want you to turn to the book of Philippians chapter 2. Turn to Philippians chapter 2. Here in Philippians 2, we're going to see uh, there are three definite steps you can take to deal with murmuring and complaining. And I think that's what Thanksgiving is all about. Not just one day. Thanksgiving is Thanksgiving. But in the book of Philippians, keep in mind, Paul is in a prison. He's not having, you know, his way. Uh, he, he's suffering, yea, being persecuted because of his faith in Jesus Christ and furthermore, chained to Praetorian guard. And so he's not just, uh, you know, going to go enjoy Thanksgiving dinner with his family, all right? No, and, and yet he's writing to the church of Philippi, a church that he very loved deeply and was intimate with the church family. And he says some things that really speak volumes to my heart, and I think it will to you. And here it is. It's insane to complain. We're talking about through it all. And uh, first of all, if we're going to deal with this uh, complaining spirit that we have, and all of us have it. Come on, let's be honest. All of us have a complaining spirit, right? Yeah, we all at times have a tendency to complain. And uh, so if we're going to overcome this, I think the Lord spoke to my heart, and I want to share with you, remaining time I've got, three steps that we can take. Number one, we've got to diagnose the problem. We've got to diagnose the problem. Notice, diagnose the problem. In Philippians chapter 2 and verse 14, Paul said, do all things without what? Do all things without what? Murmurings. And uh, the word murmurings means grumbling. That's exactly what the word means. I looked it up. Gugunze, I think, is the Greek word. Do all things without grumbling, griping, <laughs> complaining. You know, uh, do all things without murmuring and disputing, fussing, fighting, arguing. Hello. Well, I tell you what, you know, uh, as a Christian, how many of y'all believe that our testimony is important? It's not just here of what people think about you. It's when we're there, what people see and hear 
at Walmart, on our job, the way we treat people. Yeah, yeah, the way we treat people, the way we talk people. <laughs> Even those robocalls, telecalls, all right? We don't, have to, we don't have to be ugly about it, right? We can just hang it up. Uh, but for some reason or another, we think that uh, only the big sins are the big sins of, you know, murder and, and all this other stuff. No, no, this is what affects us from being spirit-filled Christians, is little things, little things, daily things, daily things. And so, do all things without murmuring. Uh, <laughs> every time I say murmuring, I can't help but to think of it. And I've told you before, murmur. Say murmur. Murmur. You can see that big lip poking out, can't you? Murmur. Do all things without murmuring. You know, and, and, and at times we just have to say, Lord, so first of all, we've got to diagnose the problem of complaining. Is it in a spirit of ingratitude? Has God blessed us or what? I mean... <laughs> Lord, you just keep pouring out blessings on us, and we just want more. We want more. But I tell you what, I think it'll do us good, and I have to do this, and I believe you're going to need to do this too. Maybe today you need to stop. Stop. S-T-O-P. Stop. Right now and start thinking, how am I blessed? Boy, I really am blessed. God, you really have been good to me. Lord, through it all. Now, I know the younger generation, how many know that we need desperately, I've been thinking about this today and recently, some of us who have a little gray hair on our head, we really need to get under the burden for our younger generation. Big time. Big time. You look around at the church, and that's why I thank, I thank God for these young people that are here today, young teenagers and young people. And I know many of them right now, you're with your family, and I thank God for that. You'll look back on it and say, praise the Lord, I was raised in a Christian home. And, and I'm, I'm being taken to church. You may not understand everything, but this is very important to lay that foundation. Now, after you get out of uh, school, then you'll have a choice to whether you're going to go to church or not. Parents, we've got a small window of opportunity to influence our children and grandchildren. Can I get a witness? How many of you today, blink your eye, you can remember. You look back, you could hardly wait till you got 16 years old. Do you remember that? Come on, talk to me. 16, man, then I can drive. Then you could hardly wait till you got 18 years old, right? Then I get out of school and go to work and pay bills, right? <laughs> and then I could hardly wait till I get 21. Then I can hardly wait till maybe I get a family and, you know, a job and, and maybe when I can't wait till I get to be 30 or 40 or, and then uh, can't wait to get to retirement age. Come on, talk to me. Yeah, yeah. Now that you've gotten a little age, you blink your eye and you say, oh, I would to God I was 21 again. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Life is so brief, isn't it? It's so brief. It's but a vapor. And so what God is saying to us today, life's too short to go around complaining. I, I know you're going to really have to work hard at this. I'm going to have to work hard at this because we've got a habit of complaining, right? 
And here's what we do. We go home and we see stuff that's not done. We see stuff that we need to do and, and something doesn't go right and all. And then we get back in that old rut again of complaining. You're going to have to really work hard today not to get back in a rut of complaining after you leave. But if God doesn't do something in your heart, me and you, aren't, we're not going to be changed. We're going to get back in the rut of complaining. Do all things. Can I challenge everybody here for a minute? I challenge you and me alike to go 24 hours without complaining. Can you do it? I challenge you to go 24 hours, one day, without complaining. You think you can do it? How many of y'all think you can do it? One. We need to pray for Daniil <laughs> and Eddie. And was that you raising your hand, bud, back there in the back? All right, good deal. Hey, hang around these folks, man. I'll tell you what. They got faith in God. That's what that old song says. I thank him for the valleys. I thank him for the mountains. I thank him for the uh, storms he's carried me through. For if it wasn't, if I didn't have any problems, I wouldn't know that he could solve them. For I would not know what faith in God can do. Y'all that raised your hand, you know in yourself you can't do it. You're going to have to have the power of the Holy Spirit. Paul said, really what I want to do, I can't do it because there's something in me that's pulling me away from what I really want to do. But that's what I need to do. I, I, don't, I can't do it. And that's what I really don't want to do. I don't want to really complain. I don't really want to have an attitude. But there's just something in me that's, that's just pulling against me. Yes, we're in good company today. But look, that doesn't excuse the fact that God's given us Holy Ghost power because Paul came to the conclusion, I thank God through Jesus Christ, our Savior. How many of y'all believe God's got power to overcome whatever? Your, your habit may not be complaining. Listen to me. Y'all look up here. Everybody look up here. Everybody look up here. Please look up here just a minute. Your problem might be gossip. Or your problem might be something else. Maybe it's worry. <laughs> Maybe it's lust. Maybe it's bad attitude. You know, what is it? One day, first we got to diagnose the problem. Do all things without murmurings and disputing. Let's say that together. Do all things without murmurings and disputing. One more time. Do y'all believe that's in the Bible? How many believe that's in the Bible? I may believe that God, if he puts something in his word, he knows that he enables us to do what he puts in his word. Paul's under the inspiration of the Holy Spirit. All right. So, man, we got a work cut out for us, don't we? This means yes. We got our work cut out for us, don't we? Come on, come on. We do, man. I'm preaching to myself, whether I'm preaching to you, but I believe I'm preaching to a whole lot of folks today. Number one, diagnose the problem. Number two, develop a plan. You've got to develop a plan. Yes, it's insane to complain. It is insane to complain. Why? Because God's blessed us. We've got to develop a plan from complaining. It's not just going to happen. That's why we've got to go a little deeper. Notice what he said. Wherefore, my beloved, as you've always obeyed, not in only as in my presence only, but now so much more in my absence. Look at this last part. Everybody look up here. 
work out, energia, work out, work out your own salvation with fear and trembling. Work out. Now, this doesn't mean we're saved by works, but it means if you are saved, there are going to be some works, and it means this. What God works in, we work out. But wait a minute. We've got to develop a plan. You know what? If I've got a whining instead of shining attitude, I've got to acknowledge that. I've got to diagnose the problem. I've got to admit, Lord, I've been negative. The, the presidential election, it didn't go the way I wanted it to go. C can I get a witness? Boy, I hit a nerve right there. I hit a nerve all over the house of God. Come on, talk to me. And things that are going on in our nation, they're not going the way I want them to go. And I'm frustrated and I'm irritated. And, and, and if I'm not careful, the enemy can use my negativism to begin to complain. And then know what? We get out of the will of God. We get out of the will of God. Don't realize we get out of the will of God because we get so negative. I've told you before, there's some people that are so negative. They walk out of the room, it brightens up. Man, I'm just glad to see them leave. And I get that way too, beloved. <laughs> and you probably do too. Maybe you're not right now, but you let the... Watch this, look here. You let somebody push the right buttons and you'll find yourself getting negative. Right now you feel real spiritual. Nah, it's not me, Pastor. I don't get negative. You let somebody push the right buttons, buddy, and you will get negative real quick. Can I get a witness? Thank you, thank you. I do. I'm just being honest with you, and all of you do as well. You know you do. You just let the right things happen, and you get negative too. So we don't have to stay that way. So through it all, develop the plan from complaining. You know how we work out what God works in? Have you ever done this? Have you ever said, Jesus, I know in my flesh dwells no good thing. I know in my flesh dwells no good thing. <laughs> Lord, there's something in me that doesn't want to cooperate with you. Have you ever said that? Well, if you hadn't said that, then you may not be there yet. But the sooner you find out, watch this, your flesh is rotten. Well, that hit hard, but I had to say it. In my flesh dwells no good thing. And the reason we're negative and the reason we're critical and the reason we do what we do is because our flesh is warring against the Spirit. And we need to learn how, as Paul said, we walk in the flesh, we do not war after the flesh. Walk in the Spirit, not fulfill the lust of the flesh, Galatians 5, 16. So how can I get victory over this whining instead of shining? Well, I've got to, first of all, acknowledge that I'm trying to run my life. I've got to acknowledge the Word of God is really not taking root in my life. I'm just hearing the Word, but I'm not doing the Word. The Word of God's like a water on a duck's back. It just, I come to church and it just runs off me. I don't really hear what the preacher's saying. I don't really hear what the Sunday school teacher's saying. I don't really let the Spirit of God turn the light on my heart and show me how I am. So to lead me to a point of brokenness and repentance and confession and cleansing and filling, that's the process. We've got to develop a plan from complaint. And, and then we work out. It's the uh, salvation. Soteria means past, present, futures, regeneration, and the sanctification as well as the glorification. Last but not least, 
not only diagnose the problem and develop a plan, thirdly, discover the power over complaining. It is God, look at verse 13, it's God that's working in you both to will and to do of His good pleasure. It's God working in you both to will and to do of His good pleasure. Again, it is God, notice, that works in us energia for His satisfaction. Wait a minute. How can I conclude today? I think I'm going to conclude this message by saying, through it all, I've learned to trust in Jesus. I've learned to trust in God. Through it all, I've learned to depend upon His Word. I wonder today if you'd stand to your feet right where you're at. I'm convinced the Lord has spoken to us through His Word, personal, practical application. And either we're going to make a choice to rejoice or choose to lose. What are you going to do? Maybe right at the moment you might not be negative, but, but what about when you gather with your family? Uh-oh. Don't, don't cut me off yet. I'm not quite finished. I'm going to pray in a moment and we'll, we'll be done. What about when you gather with your family? Do you find yourself always thinking negative thoughts about your family and talking negative about them, things they're not doing? And How about pray for them today? How about pray for them? How about pray for them? How about praying for our neighbors? <laughs> I wonder if you'll meet me today at God's throne of grace. Will you? Will you? Will you say, Lord, I've been whining about my job instead of thanking you for my job. I've been complaining about my husband, my wife, my children and grandchildren. I've been, I've been, I hadn't had the right focus, Lord, about my church family, my brothers, my sisters. Oh, Lord, as we bow for prayer now, you know Deep down in your heart, what God is saying to you. Maybe it's the fear of the future. What in the world is going to happen to our nation, our country? Through it all, I've learned to trust in Jesus. I've learned to trust in God. Are you going to do that? No matter what? Purpose in your heart right now. I'm going to trust the Lord, and I'm going to give thanks. I'm going to give thanks Pray for those in authority. That's what Paul said to Timothy. Pray for those kings and those in, and the word authority, I looked it up, it's elevation. You're going to start praying for people? Let's pray for people. Let's be a blessing. Let's not let the enemy rob us of victory in Jesus these days. Oh, yeah, if you get down, just confess it and turn from it. Let Jesus' blood cleanse you from it. Hallelujah. Get up and move on with the Lord and rejoice in the Lord. Don't let the enemy keep heaping you with condemnation and accusation. But just thank God for his cleansing power. Will you do it right now? Let's go to God's throne of grace right now. Your, your, your dilemma and your challenge may not be in the area of complaining. It might be some other area that I had mentioned. But ask Jesus, if you're a Christian, 
for cleansing. Now, if you're not saved, that's the very first step you need to take. Very first step. Some say, well, I, you know, I'm just complaining about my health. Oh, yeah, I understand. You, you know, when you start hurting, it's easy to start complaining. I'm not faulting those who are going through physical, uh, real aches and hardships. It takes God's supernatural grace not to complain during those times. But I'm speaking in general. So let's pray right now. Are you praying? Father, I bless you for your word today. And Lord, I just don't want to go through the motions, but I, oh God, want you to change me more and more. And I thank you for your cleansing power. I thank you for victory. And I pray for every mama, every daddy, every husband, every wife, every son, every daughter, every Christian, every servant leader, oh God, because we know we, you place us here, there's influence, people are watching us. And, but more than that, Father, having your blessings on us. So we recognize, Lord, we're in need of you. <laughs> I do, oh God. And whatever the future holds, we're going to trust you through it all. Through it all. Through it all. Thank you, God, for ministering your hearts right now in the name of Jesus through the blood of your Son. And we give you glory in Jesus' name. Amen.